This podcast is being brought to you by WXAV 88.3 FM and WXAV.com. WXAV, bringing the best podcasts to you. Hello and welcome to week four of The Coaches Show. Mike Rankin and Christine Manico recap the Cougars' 45 to nothing victory over Lindenwood, as well as get you prepared for a huge matchup against the number one team in the country, St. Francis of Indiana. Head coach Mike Feminist joins the program to discuss his team's hot start to the 2017 season. Later, seniors Abdul Mahdi and Joe Bailey share their insight as players. And now, here is Mike Rinkin and Christine Manica. Welcome into the Coaches Show live on WXAV 88.3 FM Chicago. My name is Mike Rankin, Christine Manica also alongside me, and we are joined by a head coach of the St. Xavier Cougars, the 11th-ranked Cougars in the country. It's Coach Mike Feminist. Coach, again, thank you so much for taking the time this week. Good to be here. Absolutely. It's good to be here following another win, starting the season 3-0 and for you, and you faced the Lindenwood group. We talked about it after uh, after the game. It was one of those things where, on the schedule, you wanted to win this game. You felt like you had a, uh, an opportunity to really take control. Was there, going in, a specific mindset, or like maybe on offense, to work on something you want to get work on? Because we're looking ahead to the number one team in the country in St. Francis. Was that game sort of like a prep game for you on the schedule? Well, I would I would never say that. You, you know, you you have to you have to respect your opponent no matter who it is. Um, obviously, I think we knew going in they were a little bit outmanned, uh, but you can't you can't take anybody for granted because as soon as that happens, you know, it comes back to bite you at some point. And um, so I, I actually I thought we had a really good week of practice. I thought their guys stayed stayed focused. I thought they did a good job of not peeking ahead. Um, you know, to to what's what's coming around the corner here this week. Uh, you know, my. Uh, my biggest thing is I want to make sure nobody got hurt, you know, and we, we come out of that thing as, as healthy as possible. And, and those games, to be honest with you, are, are, they're, not, they're not a lot of fun for me. And, uh, you know, I don't know how much fun it is for, you know, for the players or even officials. It's tough because, you know, the other team gets frustrated. They, you know, they do some stuff that, that, that's probably a little bit out of the bounds and, and uh, you know, it forces you to really, really be disciplined because if something stupid happens and, you know, you get ejected from a game, and, and at our level, you, you're ejected for the following game, which would have, you know, would have been a disaster. So, I was happy that we came out of it uh, with the win. I thought overall we, we played we played pretty well. Um, and, you know, but here we are, we're three and zero, and we're on the we're on the next one. Yeah. So, coach, it was a big win uh, last weekend, and I think it's safe to say that it was a big game for the underclassmen too, because I saw that you gave them a chance to get some points, get some stats going for them. Out of those underclassmen, uh, which one stood out the most to you? Well, everybody played, you know, as they did the the week before at Missouri Baptist, and 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 that is one thing I'm, I am really happy about in, in a game like that because. You know, especially if you're you're a young guy, and and you know we talked about this with a couple of our guys. Um, a lot a lot of our players they were the stars of their high school team, mm -hmm. but you know once you get to college, you know those guys have paid their dues and and they've been around the block. So sometimes you got to wait your turn. But um, again, I thought our young offensive linemen did did really well. Um, you know, JT Ivo got some some good playing time in there, but um, Mason Sorrow been been playing from from day one. I thought I thought they did really well. Um, d defensively, well, Teante is a sophomore, but he did he did really good too. Kevin Block uh, played his first game. Kevin was a big recruit of ours, and and he was out the first couple weeks, first three weeks with with a with an elbow injury. Um, I know he, he dropped the ball on a, on a punt, uh, but he's he's going to be a, just a fantastic player for us, uh, both as a 
as a corner and, and a returner for us. Uh, so we're looking for really, really good things from him. Um, then again, there's just a lot of the guys. A lot of the guys played. They all played, you know. And uh, I'm trying to think of specifically guys, but everybody. I thought everybody, everybody did a pretty good job. And speaking about um, Ivlo, Mike Ivlo breaking an SXU mm. record. I mean, how exciting was that? And that wasn't like a Hail Mary throw. That was more no. of like a Hail Mary run. So did you ever expect that to come out of him? Um, I, well, I'll lie and say sure. Uh, <laughs> but, you, you know, Mike is a, a, a tough, hard-nosed runner that he's kind of a, you know, one move and put his head down and, and would, would rather run a guy over than run away from a guy. Um, so for, for him to go 98 yards, um, you know, if it was, uh, you know, a Jamari or a, a Dre or Harry Davis or somebody like that, that would be one thing. But, you know, Mike's the, the guy that's going to get you the four, six, eight, ten yards uh, most of the time. But I couldn't be happier for him because he's just he's a, he's a great kid. He's a great leader on our team. Um, you know, he's a, he's a senior. He's, a, he's the ultimate team player. You know, he came from a high school, Joliet Catholic, where he was the, the player of the year out there his senior year, and he was carrying the ball literally 35 to 40 times a game. You, you know, so uh, for him to go from a, a double-wing offense and getting all those carries in high school to – uh, a spread offense and, and, you know, maybe getting the ball eight to ten times, depending on the game, maybe maybe 12 times. Uh, he's been a team player for, from day one. He, he gets it, but, uh, you know, when he gets the opportunity, he takes advantage, and, and he, he certainly did. He certainly did in that play. You mentioned, I want to go back to uh, something that you talked about in your uh, first answer here, and it was related to the offensive line, the young offensive line, and I guess that kind of relates to Mike Ivlo's, of course, 98-yard run from scrimmage that resulted in a touchdown, but how about going into this season – the idea of a young interior when you have a couple seasoned guys on the edges and you're not really sure what you have there. Obviously, you're recruiting and, and working hard with them to get better. But over the course of three games, how would you say they've improved? And uh, was there something that you looked at? I'm not sure if you already watched the tape of the Lindenwood game, but what you saw on there that maybe could be improved? Well, here's the first thing. Those, those guys we mentioned up front, you know, Bruce Mesa and Anthony Sorrow and, and JT, uh, I, I guess if you were to – correlate this to the, to the, the NFL, their first-round draft choices. So uh, a first-round draft choice in the NFL f- for most teams, a lot of teams, is going to contribute right away. For us, it's it's not really any different. You know, every year we're going to need we're going to need at least a couple freshmen to, to step in and play and, and have big roles. Now, with that said, uh, you know, if I go back, we, we've certainly had years where uh, – a, one freshman lineman has had to come in and, and, and play right away and, and contribute and, and everything else. But um, very rarely have we had to have two uh, to do it. And, and when, you, when you only got five up front there, two out of five, is that's really important. Uh, so that was a concern going into the season, uh, only from a standpoint that they didn't have the college experience because physically these kids are ready to play. You know, it was just a matter of them catching on to the offense and, and the speed of the college game and the strength of the guys that they're going up against, uh, you know, every every game, which is a lot different than high school. The one advantage those kids have, though, is we got an outstanding defensive line. And um, as good as Marion's defensive line is and as good as St. Francis, Indiana's is, those are probably the two best defensive lines we'll face all year. But those guys are seeing those guys are seeing it every day in practice um, against eight guys that that really get after people. So um, their learning curve really was expediated because of the the competition they're getting in practice uh, every 
every day since since camp. Um, but those guys have been key. I mean, there's no way we can function as an offense unless they're doing their job, and, and they just keep getting better every week. And I just want to kind of switch the idea here from the offensive side of the football, especially in the interior, to the defensive side, because you mentioned the line and how important they are. And, of course, they influence the rest of the defense. If you're able to get to the quarterback, it makes a lot, the jobs a lot easier for the middle linebacking core and the secondary specifically. But how about the middle linebacking core? Actually, just the linebackers in general, Hedegar, Salazar, and Sirocco in the game against Lindenwood, they led the way. And they, uh, I think it was Hedegar who led uh, the way in terms of tackles for loss. How big were they in that matchup? Well, they're really good as a group. Um, I think potentially they could be as, as good as we've had uh, in, in a long time. Um, Josh is a converted defensive end, uh, but you know he runs like a Josh runs like a, a strong safety. You know he's just a, he's 220, 225 pounds, but he's he's athletic. And we thought uh, you know after the spring and after recruiting, we were we were a lot thinner at the linebacker inside linebacker position than than uh, we were happy with. So we made the move of, of Josh uh, a little bit in the spring, and then we committed to it in the camp and. And he's been he's been fantastic. Uh, Josh could be an All-American. Uh, he's I think he's that good on, on our level. Um, Omar Salazar has been a fantastic player for us for for two years. He was a part-time starter his freshman year, full-time starter last year. Um, he's just a he's just a ball of energy. You know I don't know if Omar weighs 180 pounds, but he's he plays like he's 220. Um, but he again he gives you that luxury against spread teams. He can play outside. He can play inside. Uh, and he's always around the football. And Danny, Danny was a really he was a big key for us this year because you know we we made the decision to redshirt him last year, um, which was kind of rolling the dice a little bit because he, he definitely could have gone on the field last year. But um, he is he has played out outstanding in, in the first three games, and, and it has really solidified things defensively. So, you know, we know how good our defensive line is. We've got eight of them that we rotate in there. Um, and then with our linebacker group playing the way we are, um, I'm, I'm pretty excited about where we're at. I want to talk about uh, Mark Strubiak a little bit. He is a man of many roles. Let me tell you, he I've seen him as wide receiver and now quarterback this last week, and he seems to be a very versatile player. So is that a good quality or is how valuable is that to this unit? Mark's extremely valuable. He Mark's an outstanding athlete. He was – out of high school, he was a he was all state quarterback and punter, and he, he had he's got he actually has a Division One punting league, and um, so he he actually went to Northern initially on a, on a preferred walk on as a as a punter, you know, but he um, you know he wanted to go somewhere where he can get a chance to play offensively too, and um, you know they, you said it you saw you've seen him catch passes, you've seen him line up in the slot, you've seen him in the backfield, you've seen him play quarterback. Um, you've seen him kick the ball. Um, you know, we, we just, he's a big guy for our level. I mean, he's, he's, Mark's got to be 6'4, you know, 215 pounds or whatever he is. And um, so we utilize him a lot of different ways. And, and, you know, one of the ways is, is you know, from a quarterback position and a quick kick standpoint, uh, it also gives us the luxury if a, if a game gets out of hand, you know, we don't necessarily have to. Uh, you know, keep Justin in or, or Alex Martinez in, and, and you know, Mark can control the offense. He knows the offense as good as anybody, so he's he's extremely valuable to us.
Joined by Coach Feminist here on the Coach's Show on WXAV, Day 3 FM Chicago, coming off a 45 to nothing shutout victory, their first shutout in six years as a program, getting set to face the University of St. Francis, the number one team in the country, Saturday on the road at 5 p.m. And I want to talk a little bit about that matchup because it's really the game on the schedule when, you, when, it, when it came out and you saw it week four, you had three weeks to prepare for this. And week one, you saw an outstanding effort from your group against Marion, and then you followed it up up with two dominating victories climbing all the way to 11th in the country now but really the conversation of the season I guess the biggest story of the season relates around the quarterback play two starts so far have been made by Hunterford one by Martinez have you made a decision going into this Saturday yet uh I have but you everybody else will find out at about five o'clock on on Saturday that's fair and I just wanted to kind of follow up with that it, on during practice when when you're not releasing you know who's going to be the starter is there an equal amount of reps going in or do you have like a specific plan for each week yeah they have they those two have gotten equal equal amount of reps since since Justin got here in the, in the spring and that's what we had met with both of them you know prior to, to spring practice we had told them our plan because um, you know, we knew all about both of them before. You know, they're local kids. They both had great high school careers, and and to have two two quarterbacks of their their quality, you know, I couldn't justify in my mind. And I and I said that to them too that I couldn't. I wasn't going to name a number one. I was going to let them go at it. And um, so so the good news is they went at it. They they get along great. They compete. But they were they were deadlocked after the spring and they were deadlocked after camp. So I we met again and I said I can't justify calling you know you know saying we have a number one because I think we have two number ones and and uh, they both deserve to play. Um, you know we we had a plan going into the season that that they're both going to play and and that's that's how it's worked out so far. And um, you know they just uh, in in a good way they've they've made my job a lot harder as far as saying okay this guy's definitely the number one because they've both played really well. We're looking forward to the game on Saturday, Coach, and I kind of want to talk about the matchup specifically because the number one team in the country obviously has a lot of weapons, and coming off a game against St. Ambrose, the 23rd-ranked team in the country, that offense put up close to 700 total yards. Um, You have a nice, or for them, they have a a very solid running game, and their quarterback, former Offensive Player of the Year as a sophomore, is there a specific matchup defensively that you're looking forward to and trying to take away going into this Saturday? Uh, no, not one specific because they're they're good at everything. They've got a they got a quarterback that's a four year starter. Um, he's really really good. Uh, he makes he makes great decisions. He's an accurate thrower. Uh, he's got a very good line in front of him, and he also has a he's got a great running back and four good receivers. So they're you, you know you can't just say we're gonna we're gonna take this away and and not allow this because as soon as you do that you're you're gonna be in trouble. You're gonna give a big big play. So you got to be balanced. Uh, we got to be sound in what we do with with our alignments and our calls, and um, I, you know, are are they going to get some yards? They're definitely going to get some yards because they're they're that good. Um, but you know, you just want to minimize things as much as you can. Uh, I think it's going to be very similar, um, you know, to the to the Marion game. You know, from a standpoint of Marion had a, a ton of talent on offense too. Um, I, I don't I don't know if. Uh, you know we're going to shut them out on Saturday. I, I think they would probably say the same thing about our offense, uh, especially in today's game with all the spread stuff. But um, I, I could not be happier with where we're at defensively right now. We have um, we have upgraded our, our our talent level and our skill level and our speed on that side of the ball dramatically in the last two years. So I, I uh, as good as they are, I I, I like the way we match up too. I, it, it, they're they're very good, but I think we are too, and I think it's just going to be a heck of a football game. 
you guys are now ranked number 11 in the recent poll going into University of St. Francis this weekend. I call I kind of call this weekend the ultimate Cougar showdown, and I have that kind of panic pending right now. Um, it's been a great season so far, and that's undeniable in that matter. But are your guys ready for this game? Do you think that they're ready for it? Oh, I think they're ready. I, I think everybody's ready for it. And, you know, what I explained to the, the young guys and even kind of some of the older guys because uh, we haven't played them in, in three years. Um, St. Francis, Indiana is probably our biggest rival even though we have only been in the same division with them uh, for four or five years back from uh, 2000 and, I think it's 2008 to 2012, something like that, uh, we've always been on opposite. We've usually been on opposite ends of the – we've been in the West, they've been in the East. But from a rivalry standpoint, we've played them just about every year except one or two years uh, since, since we arrived in, in 1999. And there have just been some hellacious games and some very big games. You know, we've had, we've played them in the playoffs two different times, in the quarterfinals one year, in the semifinals another year. We've had a, a one versus two against them. Um, the, the one year we beat them in 2009, they had a 56 game unbeaten streak at, at, at home that we snapped. Um, so it, it's, there's a lot of respect there between the two programs because both programs have had a, a lot of success. Um, and you know, I could, I will say this: there's no other place on the road that I'd like to play, other than than St. Francis, Indiana, because um, they've got a, a very raucous crowd. They, you know, they get there early and and they have a lot of fun before the game, and they 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 try to intimidate you and get on you. And uh, it's it's just a it's a really good small college atmosphere. And and uh, you know, trying to explain to the guys what it's gonna what it's gonna be like. They believe me, they're jacked up, and I can't wait. Head coach Mike Fenn is joining us on the coaches show. The atmosphere is going to be electric. 5 o'clock, pregame starts at 4.45 p.m. right here on WXAV 88.3 FM Chicago. Coach, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. We're looking forward to Saturday. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll join. Uh, we'll be joined by a couple special teamers, so stay right here to the Coach's Show on 88.3 FM WXAV. Welcome back to the Coaches Show here on WXAV 88.3 FM Chicago. Mike Rankin, Christine Manica with you. And we're also joined now by kicker Abdul Mahdi, the senior, as well as senior punter Joe Bailey. Guys, a couple special teamers on the show. We just talked to Coach Feminist. He uh, spoke a lot about the unit, about getting ready for the University of St. Francis just as a whole, collectively. Uh, what, are you, what are you guys looking forward to this Saturday? Are you guys mentally ready for this game, number one versus number 11 in the country? Um, yeah, we're just looking at it. It's going to be a really tough game. Uh, they're, they're a really good team. And it's going to be a tough matchup, and I know the special teams are going to be a big part of the win. Yeah, I also feel the same way. I mean, we prepare the same for every team we play against. Uh, I feel like we also prepare a lot better than other teams when it comes to special teams because of what we see on film. So it's, it's I mean, even though they're the number one team in the country, it's just another game, really. So that's Abdul Mahdi speaking about uh, the game going on into this weekend. How about... Uh, last week, actually, you're MSFA Special Teams Player of the Week twice now on the season. So congratulations to that. You had a 53 yarder at home against Marion. Um, what was it, the third longest in St. Xavier franchise history? So congrats on that. And uh, again, you're just you're just capable of making those plays uh, late in the ball game and, and wherever. Uh, you have a big leg. You kick with your right and your left. When did that kind of develop? And, and what made you want to be a kicker coming into this league? 
All right, well, uh, the right and le left foot thing, it's, uh, I've always done it because of soccer, but I was always naturally a righty. But it's funny because as I started kicking uh, in, in college, my left leg became stronger than my right leg. I, I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> so basically when I'm kicking a deep kickoff, I'm kicking with my left leg. And when I'm kicking field goals, because I have more finesse with my right leg, but I have enough power, so I kick uh, right-footed field goals, but... I mean, last week I was kicking deep kickoffs with my right leg too. So, yeah. So you you mentioned soccer. You you grew up playing soccer, and that yeah, kind of just translated playing, into yeah. uh, playing here but at Saint Xavier. It's a little different because you're trained to kick very low in soccer, and you got to kick real high in football. So that took some time to work on. So, Jill, question for you. Uh, this this team is explosive, especially over the last two weeks. They're scoring a lot of points, and this team gets a lot of first downs. And last week we didn't see you at all. How does that make you feel as a punter? I mean, they chose Mark Strubiak to kick a little uh, pooch kicks down there late in the ball game. Uh, yeah, I was, I was a little <laughs> salty about not getting into the game. But uh, I realized that the offense is doing really good, and so we're taking out a lot of the starters. And even on the defensive side, we're taking out some starters. And there's some guys who play – they they start on the punt pro team, so they're out of the game, and we can't just call the punt pro team in because uh, they're they're not playing anymore. So it's just it's just coach getting it done with uh, the players he has left left to play. Uh, that he that he he didn't tell them that they had to get out. Right. So. <laughs> you guys obviously have a whole different routine at practice than everybody else does. So kind of. Either one of you guys can answer this question. Kind of go through with me. What exactly do you focus on individually, or how do you go about practicing right, for that so day? Here's the thing. Oh, here, that, we uh, here, here we go. Here we go. Here's the thing about this. Everyone thinks we just go to practice. You know, we just lay down and like sunbathe and whatever. I mean, we do a lot of the team things. We uh, we do the stretching. You know, the the, the pre-practice stretching. Then we have. Uh, so for example, today we have kickoff coverage. That's my thing. Like I'm the kickoff guy yesterday we had pump protection that's his thing so that's how we start practice and then after that we're kind of on our own but i mean it does it serves us no purpose to just sit there and relax when we're expected to be big time during the game so we obviously prepare on our own because you only get one shot to do the thing that you're called out to do like we're not receivers who get the ball thrown at them 10 times a game i may have one kick a game and i'm expected to make it so you prepare during the week for that so as special teams units uh you you guys are not really in the middle of contact right obviously contact sport and football but you guys during practice you guys taking a part of a, a lot of the physical drills or you guys kind of sitting back and working out on on something else oh well i mean i lift a lot of weights so i mean i don't i don't mind getting to the physical contact i don't know about a. <laughs> but, uh, I mean we do tackling drills sometimes and we we sometimes uh you know do scout team whatever it is that Sure cuz sometimes you know you guys are the last man left if yeah. maybe you know god forbid a guy breaks through for maybe a touchdown yes. or a return so i think that we are can still considered athletes i mean we Come on you guys are athletes. Oh of course you guys, <laughs> you guys are. Give yourself some credit. No one's doubting that <laughs> I think the one thing I have to say for you guys, because you're in that spotlight for that one big kick or that one big moment, and it's not like the quarterback where it's like there's the spotlight's on them on the time, all the time, I should say. Uh, so 
how does it feel like when you know that everyone's looking at you, everyone wants you to make this kick and they're secretly holding their breath? What goes on through your head? Well, here's the thing that I have to say about that. I mean, I know the quarterback gets most of the spotlight and whatever it is, but pregame, everyone's watching what the kickers are doing. Halftime, everyone's looking at the kicker warming up for the second half or watching punts. So a lot of people don't want to admit it, but they know that we're like a really big part of the game and... I mean, it doesn't bother me being in the spotlight ever, so. It's... Yeah. I, I guess I'm never really in the spotlight, or I'm never, <laughs> I'm never, like, expect, I, I don't have the big moments sure. that Abdul does. Like, sure. he, he scores points. Like, that that's mm-hmm. huge. And I, I usually just get out there when people are already mad that the offense couldn't, couldn't get it done. <laughs> so, I guess it's more of a, for me, not letting the fans get even more angry already. Okay, or, I got you. Um, trying to help out the defense, trying to get the defense fired up and give them a uh, good field position, a good spot to, to do their thing. So. Joe Bailey and Abdul Mahdi, the two special teamers here on the Coaches Show on WXAV. Abdul Mahdi, the kicker, Joe Bailey, the punter. I haven't seen a lot of Joe Bailey because this offense has been putting up points. And, and you guys are seniors. You've been a part of this program for a lot of years now. And this is kind of a different situation when we're looking at this offense. You have two number one quarterbacks, according to Coach Fenn. What is it for you guys on the outside looking in, just watching both of these guys compete? Um, It's a lot of fun in practice. Uh, well, I... I snap to them for seven on sevens, and I spot the ball for when when they do the team the team stuff. So I'm I get like a front row seat to watch them watch them play, and I guess I might be a little bit a little biased because my roommate's Justin Hunterford. Gotcha. <laughs> but uh, I I think they're both doing really well. I think we got two guys who are are capable of starting in this league, which is hard because we got. We have a lot of good teams that we go up against, and both guys are getting it done. So they, they both look really good. Yeah, I, I agree with Bailey. I mean, I think competition brings the best out of everybody. I mean, anytime you know that your job is up for grabs, you play a lot harder and you work a lot harder. But, I mean, they both offer different things that they excel at. I mean... I mean, we saw it already yeah, both I mean, to, to start the season. Hunterford played outstanding in week one, and then Martinez threw six touchdowns in week two. Yeah, I mean, they're just one of them is a little bit more mobile. One throw is more. It's but it, but it all balances out, I think. Absolutely. And you guys are both seniors, but you know, when you look at it, you guys are integral parts of this team, of course, uh, on the special teams unit. Maybe you guys don't get as much recognition uh, as, as maybe you deserve. But as seniors, are you guys looked at as leaders, guys who you know, you know the younger players can look up to and maybe talk to if they're not really familiar with any situations? Yeah, I believe that we really are. I mean, Joe Bailey was captain for the Missouri Baptist game, so that speaks a lot about the character he has and the kind of guy he is. And, yeah, I mean, a lot of the guys, you know, they, they ask us, like, how is it playing against this team? How is it – like, we've been there, and they know we've been there. And, I mean, anyone that's really a senior that started four years, regardless of the position you play, you're experienced a lot more than the younger guys, so they kind of look up to that. Yeah, and I guess it was a little more uh, this year because we got two freshmen. Uh, well, well, both of them are kicker punters. One's more of a kicker, one's more of a punter, but they kind of look up to us a lot, so – it's kind of a different role that we have now. It's almost like a mentor, and you know, the guys are looking up to us, and they they hope we do well out there because they know how much uh, the kicking game means. Abdul, you kind of alert to the fact that you got into soccer. That's how you became a kicker 
for football. Joe, I'm interested how you became a punter and how that all got started for you. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> as freshman year of high school, uh, I played quarterback in high school. That, that was my main position. That's what I wanted to do. And uh, freshman year, we had like a pu- pass, punt, and kick competition just with in the summer, summer camp. And I hit a nice spiral in practice. And coach was like, hey, do that again. And I hit another spiral. And he's like, all right, you're a punter. So, <laughs> that's it. Wow. Yeah, that that's was it. it. That's that it. was it. And then I I got to work on it a lot because junior, my junior year, I was a backup quarterback. So, But I got to start. I was a starting punter. And so – uh, that team, that team was really good. And, okay. Yeah. I mean, everything and, happens for a reason. Uh, you, it ends up you're coming here to a to a top program in the NAIA. But you mentioned that you you hit a spiral, right? Yeah. Maybe not a lot of people are familiar with uh, the way the the ball turns uh, off the foot of a punter. So are, you're working on the specific angle, right? Because on different sides of the field, you want to either pin them deep, have some hang time. Is it like, can you just run me through like a certain situation? Say you're punting from your 40 yard line. What are you trying to do? So. Uh, this one is probably just going to be a hit away. I'm hitting it. I stand about 14 back from the line of scrimmage. So I'm, and it's, I want to kick it about 10 yards behind the yard, line of scrimmage. So I'm kicking it about our 30. Gotcha. So that's a 70, 70 yard punt to the end zone. So I'm probably, I'm probably not going to make it there. But if I kick it far and well with, with a good, good height and distance, I, I I'd probably just let it fly right there. Okay. Because I'm probably not gonna get it there. Like, I'm, not, I'm probably not gonna hit it in the end zone, and I trust our guys to cover it, so I'm just gonna let it let it fly. Joe Bailey and Abdul Mahdi joining us here on the Coaches Show. A couple more questions, and then we'll let you go. We appreciate your time. So moving forward, obviously this week of practice. Um, the focus is getting ready for the number one team in the country, getting in the right mindset. Coach Fem said it was pretty easy to get up for this game because you know it's not very hard when you're playing the best. But as a unit, as a group, as an entire football organization here at St. Xavier, is there something different about this team, the way they all mesh, the chemistry, anything like that? How do the guys get along? You're talking about our team? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of easy to tell from, from a summer camp what kind of team we're going to have because, like I said, we've been here four years. And this reminds us of the first summer camp we had freshman year, 2014, when we made it to the semifinals. You can just tell how uh, how much more passionate everyone is. There's, like, no negative guys on the team anymore. Everyone works hard. Everyone, uh, there's no, what's, there's no cliques. There's no mm-hmm. clans, you know. There's, everyone's uh, in it together. So it's, it's just a lot funner to be a part of a team like that than a team that's divided into, like, separate units. Joe, do you feel like uh, you value chemistry on the team a little bit more? Because, you know, it's kind of hard to tangibly quantify what chemistry means in a team. Yeah, I guess there was just a different mindset even even going back to our spring workouts and our, our winter conditioning stuff. And we we really got that uh, we, we had, like, friendly competition in that and it motivated people to do a lot a lot more work and go a lot harder than they would in the past and I know I know coach had said like our first our first probably like three summer practices he said were the best best threes seen at SXU so that that just tells you where we're at even even coming in from the get-go we we knew we wanted to win so so I asked coach from this question earlier and I asked him if 
he thought that you guys were ready for this game this weekend. He has confidence in you guys, and he thinks that you, that you are ready for the game against University of St. Francis. Are you two ready for the game now? I mean, as Joe Bailey would always say, I'm born ready. <laughs> uh, whenever I get that question, I'm born ready. But, I mean, <laughs> I like, like I said, I mean, it's it. no matter where we're both playing, I mean, we're just expected to kick the ball. I mean, the ball doesn't change. The field doesn't change. Right. The uprights don't change. And the distances don't change. You, I like no that No matter answer. who you're playing against, you're doing the same job. So I could be playing Lindenwood, Belleville, or... St. Francis, Indiana. It's, it's, it's the same thing that I have to do. So oh, yeah. It's, a little, tougher. Wow. it's yeah. a little tougher for the offense and defense, obviously. Sure. But for us, we're, mm-hmm. he's trying to kick a spiral. I'm trying to kick to the uprights. Absolutely. <laughs> make it as simple as possible and be prepared. The game doesn't change. You guys make great points. It's the same. It's just against a little better competition. Guys, we're looking so much forward to this weekend's matchup. 5 p.m. right here on WXAV is kickoff. Abdul Mahdi might be doing the kickoff to open the, <laughs> open the ball game. So you're going to have to stay tuned to find out. Guys, Joe and Abdul, thank you so much for jumping on. Yeah, thanks for having thank us. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll wrap this show up. You're listening to The Coach's Show, week four before St. Francis here on 88.3 FM. Well, welcome back to The Coach's Show on 88.3 FM Chicago. We're about to wrap things up here, getting set for the University of St. Francis, Indiana, the number one team in the country the NAI, Mike Rankin, Christine Manica here on the call with you. And, Christine, that was a lot of fun, this show. Uh, it was nice to talk to Coach Femme after a week. That, and unfortunately, we were uh, we missed him after Missouri Baptist, but he had a lot of good insight about Lindenwood, and he previewed uh, the matchup going into this weekend. For you, right, I want to get your expert opinion. Mm-hmm. What are you looking forward to this weekend and any specific game plan for the Cougars to maybe manipulate to potentially win the ballgame? Oh, gosh. I mean, definitely I think that they need to stay focused and keep in their own heads because like Coach Feminist was saying, St. Uh, University of St. Francis crowd is pretty rowdy. Like, they are the true Indiana let's go team. Like, go – if you've ever been in Indiana before, I think you know what I'm talking about. Sure. They're all, like, gun-ho and, like, let's go team. So I think they definitely need to keep in their own head and just stay focused the entire time, saying I'm not going to let them get to me. I'm not going to let the players get to me. Who knows? The coach can even get in their head saying, so I'm not even going to let the coach get in their head as well. This is the number one team that they are facing against. And like Coach Friend said – it's been a while since they faced them in a regular game season situation. So, if anything, just play their play their own game. Play I their mean, game? play their game. That's it. That's all they got to do at this point. Yeah, we saw them play their game against Missouri Baptist. We saw them play their game against Marion as well as Lindenwood Belleville, and they came out on top in all three. And this is the second time in a matter of four weeks this team will be facing a top five ranked opponent in the NAIA. So we're going to make the trip out there on Saturday. Sean Anderson and I will be on the call. And for me, I'm looking at this matchup a little bit, looking at the stats from last week. Nick Ferrer, a senior quarterback for uh, University of St. Francis, went 31 of 43 for 508 yards, six touchdowns, and no interceptions. He spread the ball around, and we heard Mike Feminist mention the four different receivers on his offensive on that team's offensive side of the ball that are dangerous. So they got to account for a lot of talent, especially in the run game as well 163 yards from Justin Green the running back uh, from St. Francis so this isn't going to be easy this is this is going to be a battle and I, and I feel like with this team for St. Xavier I think they can they can live up to the challenge and hopefully pull off an upset and for me Christine we talked about it a little bit off air but 
if it, you you talk about the importance of the defensive side of the football, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And, and what Coach Feminist values on that side, and that's the defensive line. They, they they're depth filled. We've been talking about it all throughout the season so far, and it's important for that specific unit to get to the quarterback. And it takes a lot of the pressure off the middle linebacker or the linebacking core as well as the secondary. If you're putting up pressure against Fair, I think this team has a chance. If you're letting him st- stay out of the pocket, create opportunities without any pressure, I think you know St. Xavier will get beat because there's only so much you can do trying to cover a five-wide receiver group that are all talented. So that's big for me. Offensive side of the ball, whoever it is, Martinez or Hunterford, I think they can carry their load. But if they get another performance from the offensive line to open up a run for Ivlo or Esau Hemfield, mm-hmm. who you spoke to right. uh, this week, um, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. So I'm looking forward to that running back crew. But you did I mentioned you talked to Esau Hemfield. What did you learn about him, the senior running back? Oh my gosh, I learned a lot of things about him. Um, he's a very chill, laid back type of person. He's actually um, a resident, an RA resident um, at Morris Hall, my hall. There you go. And um, he's. He always gets in his mood for the game. He has his own pregame rituals, and he's just excited for this game coming up. He's not afraid. He's ready. It's, he's been on this team for four years now, and he's, he just wants to bring home a ring, basically, in the long run, if we're going to look long-term here on that Absolutely. end. That's that's a fair point to have mm-hmm. because this team is definitely a national contender definitely. through the first four weeks. We can we can safely say that. All right, Christy, that was a fun show. We're always, gonna, we're it's gonna, always fun. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we're getting set for this weekend. Two teams who have won one national championship over the course of six years. Going at it, number one St. Francis versus number eleven St. Xavier. The both Cougars, right? The I, ultimate I, Cougars showdown. Hey, that's pen pending. Sorry, sorry, you can sue me now. I believe. Uh, hey, anyway. <laughs> We had a lot of fun. We talked to Coach Feminist on the program as well as the punter Joe Bailey and Abdul Mahdi, the two seniors on the special teams unit. They gave us a lot of fun uh, content. And as always, Christine, it was a pleasure. So for Christine Manica, my name is Mike Rankin. We are going to take our final timeout, and we will talk to you on Saturday, 5 p.m. kickoff, 445 pregame with Sean Anderson and myself. Thank you all for tuning in to Week 4 of the Coaches Show here on 88.3 FM. Thank you very much for listening to this WXAV 88.3 FM podcast. Be sure to visit our website, WXAV.com, for more information on your escape from ordinary radio.